dedicate this season to friend of the pod, Christian Salisbury, a life and talent taken from the herd way too early. He will be remembered for his speed and agility, but most of all, his smile and infectious enthusiasm. If you're able, go to the link in the description and donate to the Christian Salisbury Memorial Fund and help more kids like Christian find their way to professional football. Carry that rock in peace, my friend. You will be missed. Huddle up, it's the Turf District Podcast. Welcome back to the Turf District, where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. I'm Andrew, and that's right, it is Turf District Tuesdays. Welcome back for Season 9 of the Turf District Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us here on YouTube, uh, or if you've downloaded the show, thank you so much for downloading, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. Of course, uh, if you get a moment, uh, hit the subscribe button down there, hit the little bell so you know when we're live, tell all your friends, share, all those fun things. Uh, we are going to have a really, really fun season uh, with lots to talk about and lots more wins to talk about. I just feel it in my bones and uh, I, I'm, I know it's going to happen. So uh, let's bring in all of the regular gang, starting with one super fan, Mike. Oh, there they Mike are. Subscriber back. They're back How again. Exciting. Oh, I yes. It's it's been three months. It's been we've forever. Missed, we've missed like and subscribe. It has. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm the, I've been practicing, you know, <laughs> all week, just getting my hands in shape. Sitting in front of the yeah, mirror. That sound right. But yeah. Uh, mm, yeah. Well, you know what? We we like to have fun on this show. That's, yes. uh, that's what we're going to go with. Hey, speaking of that, um, I heard you have uh, your seats have gone back yes into the spot you were very excited about i would love yeah. to say that you're back in your g spot but that sounds horrible so where? <laughs> yeah a big shout out to a uh, carter with the elts he uh i hit him up on twitter and said you know we used to sit in section g uh we had two seats and then we added two more because we wanted to bring our son and then maybe bring someone new every week to hopefully get someone kind of pumped on the team and maybe get a new season ticket holder. So yeah. uh, if we could get back in G, that'd be great. And I've been saying that every year since we moved. Um, <laughs> and it, it generally speaking, it was a little tough to get any sort of traction on that, but yeah, he was great. And uh, turns out they're just letting anybody in these seats because now we've got Janelle and Sean sitting beside us. Well, they finally come to the dark side. Yeah. So as there we go. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Now, now just about that tailgate spot for them. And then we're, we're all set. Well, yeah. you know, yeah. they're working on something. I know it's exciting. It's so exciting. there we go. Uh, now, who else do we have this evening? Well, from down South, we have commissioner Kayla. How did are you? you? Just, did you just say this evening? <laughs> I'm this pretty evening. sure you just said this evening. I might have. Who knows? It's really <laughs> good free mail. Yeah, I like to change it up just for you, Commissioner. How are you? Swag. I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm fine. 
<laughs> Swag. That's is that good one. or bad? It's a lamp. Ha, it? Honestly, I have no idea. Oh, cool. About anything anymore. So we'll just, yeah. <laughs> Go with your interpretation. You're... Oh, that's trouble. Uh, the, the, yeah, yeah. No, none of us want to go with our own interpretation. I uh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I, I couldn't I, care less. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that we're all back together again to chat all the footballs and have a lot of fun. Uh, before we get to our guests, I just want to talk about our pod schedule um, that will be coming out for the next little bit. So we're going to be doing one per month um, until we get to May. And as training camp kicks off, then we'll be going back weekly uh, with all of our regular features, talking about the game wrap-ups, uh, setting up the next week's game, all of our uh, betting, all of our fun betting that we like to do with each other. Uh, that will all start uh, right in May. So uh, other than that, though, we'll be kicking off on Tuesdays, one a month as we get set up just so we can catch up uh, with all the latest news and make sure that we're all set to go. Uh, I also want to do a quick uh, thank you to the Alberta Podcast Network. Uh, you probably noticed that we didn't have that logo at the beginning. Uh, we're going on to some other things that will be coming out pretty soon, but uh, the network has been great to us for four years. So thank you so much to them. Uh, and also a big shout out to Sean Spruill for the new computer system, which is making this oh so lovely and stream so nicely without us having to look like Picasso figures. At least that's the hope. We'll see how it goes. But so far, so good. Um, all right. Now we have lots to talk about tonight. We've got signings. We've got a new schedule. We've got lots of upcoming excitement. And of course, we have two amazing guests. Um, now, before we get to our guests, though, I do want to just take a moment to um, share our love and thoughts to the Christian Salisbury family. Uh, huge loss for the team and of course for them and um, and and for us. He was a friend of the show and uh, as you saw off the start we are dedicating this season to Christian and uh, we are working on some things to try and help with uh, the GoFundMe um, to help Melissa and, and all of her stuff in helping other players like him get to the big leagues because um, we, we need more of those. So um, we definitely need more of that, but uh, uh, all the—I mean, we're our thoughts and prayers with everybody uh, in that realm. Um, and the link should be in the description right below to the GoFundMe if you want to donate. All right, let's bring our guests in because we have very fun guests this evening. Uh, they are part of the Elks content crew um, and have been doing great things as far as pictures and videos and all this other great stuff that you're seeing on socials and everywhere else. Bringing in Brent Steven and Richard Bagan. How are you doing, guys? Good. How are you doing? We're doing well. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. It's nice to be invited on. You know, don't see too many team employees get invited on unless they're uh, unless they're coaches typically. Well, you know, we love having everybody on from the team so that we can figure out more about you guys and hopefully we can have more people on. But uh, I want to start with an easy question first, and this might be setting up for a little bit of fun, but were you fans of the team before you started working for them or are you just fans now? This I mean, I was. He, yeah, this, this is the episode where the fan base turns on just me because, you know, Richard's living the, the dream. This is the city he grew up in, the, the team he grew up cheering for. I'm, I'm from a couple hours south, an alternate city with another team. <laughs> you don't. Conversion therapy. No, yeah, through audio. Yeah, I just fixed it. Sorry, oh, I knew no that. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah, I, I kind of knew that you were from down there. That's kind of the reason that I loaded that question first. Um, but um, uh, Richard, you were a fan of the team before. Tell us, how did you become a fan? 
well, like I was watching the team, you know, since I can remember, basically. So, you know, coming to the stadium, watching the games. Yeah, just that's it's been around ever since I have, obviously. So, yeah, <laughs> was, I uh, games. I've always loved this team. Awesome. Do you remember your first game? Um, well, actually, I I do remember like the broadcast more because for me, it's always been about like watching the games with my family. Oh, sure. Yeah. So like generally the games that I remember the most are the ones that we all watch together. However, there was a really good one a few years ago where um, we got into the lower lower bowl and uh, like it was packed obviously and Mike Riley was slinging touchdowns and like, it, you know, there's nothing better than a full compliment. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's so true. That absolutely. 2015 West final. Oh. Mm. One of the best games ever. Chills. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, now hang on, Brent. Were you a were you a fan of that other team before you came up here? Or, um, I mean, I appreciate that you're wearing the right colors now, but where? where, where... Well, if we're gonna say it in the most uh, elks friendly way, you could say I was sabotaged from the beginning. Um, I, there's a handful of people know this, but my dad is Mark Steven does the play by play yeah. for the Calgary Stampeders. So uh, from the beginning, I was sort of set to be a fan. You know, I, I grew up going to practices and all that. My dad has stories of various players holding me at practice as a child and all that um so it's kind of born and bred to be a fan of the team not to be named but i started loving the elks when they started signing paychecks that's <laughs> and that is my public stance i love them that's that's that. maybe oh, that's that very wise as it should be as yeah. it should hey, be. i sit with a stamps fan for season like the whole season so you know what all love sort of you're working ish. on her you're working on her yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah i don't want to change, change a bit and, and match the yeah. colors maybe but right now i'm banned from wearing red in, in the office for sure but there's a locker room rule where there's no red in the locker room but what am i supposed to do i you know there there's every team in calgary is red you know the trojans yeah state trojans the dinos, dinos. you know the other the team we've been alluding yeah. to all red so like what what else am i supposed to do and even you know i have a derek dennis sweater but it's also red it says dd <laughs> it's not exactly branded for anyone other than derek dennis but it's red what do oh i do my. so close oh, that's uh yeah well you know what like i said you're you're wearing the right colors this evening so you're still welcome on the podcast that's the important part otherwise this would be the richard show which is i mean that's not so bad either but that's <laughs> Uh, we we want to be fair. All right, Mike, I, I stepped all over you. You go ahead. That's all good. So you guys both work in, in media uh, originally. Like, how how did you get into that? What was your sort of inspiration to go in that direction career-wise? Want to go first, Richard? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I don't know. I picked up a camera, I would say, like, in university, first year of university, when I was, you know, starting a different program. And then, yeah, I just started using it. And I think the other like main reason why I got into media is because I was going to Golden Bears games. Oh, okay. And Golden Bears and Pandas games and seeing that like the arena wasn't really that full. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I asked uh, one of the professors around why exactly the arena wasn't full in his opinion. And he shrugged his shoulders at me. He's like, wow. I don't really know. And I was like, okay, well, that was the moment that I 
think that I, you know, fully invested in this path. Makes sense. Very cool. What about you, Brent? Uh, sorry, repeat the question one more time, how I got into it. Yeah. yeah. How did you get yeah. into like sports media? I think it was always sort of destined to happen in one way or another, you know, just because of my dad, you know, growing up watching him interview guys at practice, uh, you know, hearing him on the radio and the talk show all the time, you know, whether he was always talking about CFL or whether he was talking about, you know, even the NLL. There are actually some times hmm. as a kid where I called into his radio show to ask a question about the Roughnecks, which I could have just asked him when he was off the air. But um, so it's, it's sort of always destined to happen. And actually, initially, uh, I was I was planning on getting into radio broadcasting in some way. I, I don't know if I would have ever done play by play because like, you know, my dad, I guess, is setting the bar high uh, as far as my expectations go. But uh, I did a year of radio school and actually ended up dropping out because I just found it wasn't what I wanted to do. Uh, but for years prior, you know, I, I picked up a camera for the first time at about 14 or so. I borrowed a camera from a friend in Kelowna when we were at a track meet out there. And then after that, I was like, I you know, I got to get my own. So for the longest time, I was so set on uh you know doing photo uh more so than video and eventually you know they just kind of sorted kind of sort of met in the middle there now really when it that kind of happened when video for me got pushed a little further was when i attend i went to the university of calgary or actually sorry just before that i was at uh sate southern alberta institute of technology and the program i was in required us to do a practicum with uh you know some sort of media entity. It was a kind of a broad multimedia program I was doing. So I sent out a few emails here and there and the dinos got back to me about it and said, Hey, yeah, we we're definitely interested in picking you up. You know, we already have a photographer. How would you feel about doing maybe a little bit more video rather than just photo? And that's sort of how that got started. So it was just, you know, an interest in cameras and technology. And then, you know, my path sort of got woven for me from there. So a question for both of you, who makes the best DLSR? DSLR. Uh, I'm going to say bias, but at least for video, man, I'm huge on Sony right now. Panasonic's doing a lot of great things, uh, but I would say Sony is uh, is making some really great stuff right now. Wow. What about you, Richard? It's a loaded question. There's thousands of dollars hanging on the line. Because <laughs> the second that you start to say, oh, Canon or Panasonic is doing it better, you start to question your huge lineup of Sony technology. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair so right? I, I mean sony is the is the one that i go for too yeah nice yeah i'm gonna amend my answer a bit and put some asterisks i say if you're if you're getting into the more entry-level price point um i guess they're not you know removable lenses and all that but i'd say panasonic makes some really good stuff at the entry level very user-friendly uh but i would say once you're getting to you know you're willing to drop 1200 1500 something like that somewhere in the intermediate zone i'd say from then on, go Sony. Uh, everyone has kind of their preferences, uh, but I, I'm big on Sony. Nice. Awesome. Oh, man, I need to rethink my strategy. <laughs> <laughs> that was all for you. Yeah, thanks so much. Now I'm like, oh, crap. Huh? Mine is so ancient, irrelevant. <laughs> out there shooting um, with Pentax. <laughs> <laughs> no, I Polaroid. got the film stuff still. <laughs> uh, film, is, film is still cool. I shot a, a bunch of film photos at the West Final. They look neat. That's they, they look neat. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Anyway, shop talk aside, I know there's probably like a lot to choose from, but do you guys have a specific or maybe a few favorite memories of football so far? Uh, oh, over, over the whole Another course. loaded. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just for, I'm sorry to just kind of go in front of you, Richard, but I'm just going to get all of it out of the way. But there, there's such a range just because, you know, my, my whole life has been spent around the CFL. So I'm going to split it into maybe two or three categories. I'd say for on field, and this is where the Elks fan base is going to hate me a little bit more. Uh, but this was a playoff game in 2012 against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the West semifinal. This was the loudest I've ever heard McMahon in my entire life. It was pretty packed. I think they were right at about 30,000 or so. Uh, and it came down to his like, last minute and a half, two minutes of play or something. And Drew Tate threw a strike down to Rombie Bryant. It was a busted coverage. He grabbed it and ran for the touchdown. And like the last two minutes of the game, everyone was on their feet. It was so loud in there. You couldn't hear the music coming from the speaker. This was when it was still suspended nice. in the middle. It was so loud. And when he caught that ball and was going to the end zone, it was, it was nuts. Like the, I was, I think it was 15 at the time, 14, 15, but that was, that was one of the most insane on-field experiences I've, I think I've been around for. Um, I think uh, was Keon Raymond, who was on the team at the time, he described it as hearing a volcano erupts when they got the catch. So, wow. I mean, for me, that was, that was nuts. You know, there are a few other good ones for on-field. That's the one that, that stands out the most, you know, the 2018 Grey Cup, that's always a great memory, but you know, it wasn't that same explosion of like he caught the ball. <laughs> um, and then everyone forgets this, but towards the end, you know, people were still on their feet because Saskatchewan had a chance to to bring it downfield and go for the touchdown. And I think they went from midfield and um, I think it was Keon Raymond had an interception like right on the goal line or something. And that sealed the game. And that was it. It was, it was nuts. I lost my voice that game. The, the only reason that we'll allow that story is because you beat Saskatchewan. That's right. the important part. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, then, it, then it's fine. Yeah, yeah I that, don't think any of those on-field memories come against the uh, the variations of Edmonton football team. So. <laughs> Perfect. Fine on that end. Fair enough. What about yeah. you, Richard? Well, I mean, this year, Brent, you had that whole episode of uh, <laughs> Mike Jones. Bro, I'm never safe if there's a Mike Ooh. Jones on the field. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done, super fan. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't you get run over? Yeah. Yeah. So, this is another funny story. I guess you could link to a good football memory. But what happened is that uh, I think which week, I forget what week this was. I think it was Cornelius was throwing, but he threw a route out to Mike Jones. He came back for the ball, grabbed it, was turning upfield. And I knew he was going to come very close to hitting me. But I was like, that hasn't happened yet. It's not going to happen now. Um, so what happened is that he got redirected a bit by Winston Rose. He just gave him enough of a push to change the angles so that Mike Mike Jones was going right into me. And by the time I realized that this probably was going to happen, it was a little bit too late. So I got to, I started turning a little bit, but not enough. So it was shoulder to shoulder right with Mike Jones. But his helmet smashed right into my camera. So it demolished the lens right off the oh. bat. The camera, I think, might have been fine if I didn't fall back and drop it. But that was a lot of damage. Uh, but the funny part is, is that a few weeks later, the Calgary was playing the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And my dad does a segment on the pregame show where he talks to someone from the other team. He just so happened to be talking to Winston Rose. And at the end of the interview, he's like, all right, that's great. That'll air. Uh, by the way, you pushed someone into my son. On the <laughs> so I forgot to follow up with Winston uh, uh, after the next games we played against Winnipeg. And I, I, I should have at the West final. But um, he was like, oh, man, I did that. I'm sorry. Like, tell your son to come talk to me next time. <laughs> so there's another funny football memory with that. 
Oh, that's fantastic. So is that your favorite memory, Richard? Or? <laughs> Honestly, everything around it was just so funny because that was the Cree broadcast game. Right. So right. I was uh, I was helping out with some other projects. Um, I actually wasn't on the field when you got hit, Brent. So it was actually me and Evan were in the media lounge. <laughs> we watched the replay on TSN. <laughs> Evan just looks up. Evan Dom, by the way, he's the, yeah. my manager and like our manager. And so he looks up and he's like, I think Brett just got hit. <laughs> and like, we realized what happened. There's this huge scramble to like get out there and like go and make sure your camera's okay and everything. But yeah, I'm like, James Wilder was in the hallway being like, go, 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 go. <laughs> All I can see, Ev Evan's, Evan's there like, Oh, there's another add to my budget with that. Yeah, 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 great. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, Wait, but, I have a question. What about yeah. the water turf? Because that's oh. always oh, like that was... intrigued me. Yeah. So I found out apparently the city was not very happy with what I was doing, but TSN was. <laughs> they were they were showing me right on the field, jumping on this big air pocket. I put on a TikTok, and it it, it will. I wouldn't say it blew up, but it. It got a, a lot of views very oddly for like a video that was just kind of nothing. Um, so what ended up happening is that in that game, there was just an absolute torrential downpour. Like I don't think I've seen rain that heavy before in my life. It was nuts. But what happened is that underneath the field, because it's artificial turf, there's sort of, I don't know if you call it an irrigation system, but essentially it's to deal with that flood of water. It sort of seeps through and goes through uh, some sort of sewer system. I don't know what to call it exactly. Um, but it got so overwhelmed because there's so much rain so fast that air started to come back up through and is getting trapped by the turf. But I was just so curious because I'd never seen anything like that in my life. So I was like, well, naturally I have to jump on it. <laughs> you know, naturally. either I'm going to solve the problem or it's going to look kind of funny. And it looked funny, but it did. I was in the city of Edmonton. <laughs> That's what insurance is for, liabilities. Exactly. The same insurance that was going to cover me if I was injured by Mike Jones. Right, yeah, exactly. Same insurance that That's I think paid for my camera. Yeah, that's excellent. That's good. Good to have all these things. That um, was the Chuba Hubbard was there. That was yeah. our oh, game's oh. Nice. Yeah, so I was. It, I was, it was already that that game was already so like what a crazy man. night that was. So no, I was a little mad. I was a little mad about the rain and, and how it sort of chased people out because here's here's another fun story. I actually know Chuba Hubbard. So back in the day, he ran track in Alberta. And in 2013, we went to Legion Nationals together, which is the national for the, uh, I don't know, I think they changed the name of the group, but youth and the midget age group, I think they just call it U16 now. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, we were on the team at the same time. Uh, so I, I know him to wow. some personal extent. Uh, but yeah, man, Chuba Hubbard is, you know, he's obviously a phenomenal athlete. He was great at track and he was running some crazy times as a young kid, like 15 years old running like 10, seven, like that's nuts. Wow. But what's crazy is that he, you know, the, the first year I met him, he, I guess was 14 at the time. And I didn't see him for a long time until he was 15, man. He went from like a kind of like a big kid that's oddly muscular for a 14 year old to like a full grown man at 14. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I, I I hate that the rain kind of chased him out and I didn't get a chance because the game, you know, there wasn't a, really a pause for me to just go and say, hey, Chuba, you, you know, you remember me from nine years ago. Um, I think he would have. But yeah, the 
Rain really got me. Do you like? Do, do you remember me? Obviously, our bodies are the same. I mean, it's <laughs> we got the, right. Like we've totally been working it. Um, you say, hey, you want to jump on a big air bubble with me? That, that's what you could have done. Yeah. Oh well. I think they would have let him on the field. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, now, Brent, I, I did want to ask you because <clears throat> you had put out a tweet. Uh, I think it was last week, um, talking about how you guys are always kind of in direct competition with the NFL for eyes, right? Um, eyes on football and, you know, people eyes on sports in general. Um, but both of you guys, I'll start with um, you this time, Brent, but how do you feel that social media and contact actually, or content, not contact, content, uh, help to bring people to the team? I think I might defer this one to Richard because, you know, as far as is working in a pro sports environment, you know, I've only, I've been on the job for, you know, about half the time that Richard has. Uh, and, you know, what it's been to lead them to the elk specifically, you know, I'm lacking a bit in knowing what has led to this point now. You know, I, I could tell you a bit about what I think we've done differently this season and how I think that's attracted some people or will eventually do it. But, you know, in terms of the, the long tail of, the social experience with sport. I think that that might be a Richard question. Okay. Richard in terms of the Elks. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I mean, I, I officially joined with the team in October of 2021. Mm -hmm. So that was my start. My first week, Trevor Harris got traded. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Welcome I, aboard. I think I actually got, I fully settled in on Friday afternoon and then the trade happened that weekend. Wow. All right, so so it was your fault. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Okay, carry, we, we carry. did have a little bit of a, a curse. We called it for a little while in the season there, where whenever an article would be written about a player or wherever, whenever we would feature them in a video, it, like it happened, like I don't know, somewhere uh, close to ten times in a row, where that person would get released. So we have to cut them out of the video, <laughs> or we have to cut the article or write it about someone else. It was like a curse for a little while there. Well, welcome to what podcasting is like. We yeah. talk. We talk all about. That's why we changed to Tuesday nights because we used to talk every all about the whole team on Monday night and Tuesday morning. Three of the people that we were excited about were not there anymore. So it's like, oh well, maybe if we go to Tuesdays, we'll actually catch these the, the right way. Um, uh, well, well, okay. So Richard, tell tell me a little bit then. How do you feel that that media and content bring fans to the team? Um, well, if you look at Nathan Rourke's tweet, um, he, he's explicitly mentioned watching Brett Favre on NFL films. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of this, this content, it just helps to show people how cool the act, the team is. And yeah, I, as long as it's cool, then you'll come. That's yeah. I think we can talk about a little bit more in, in just sort of a broader sense, maybe not so much specific to the Elks, but of I course, think, yes. you know, social media has just evolved so much, especially in the last like 10 years or so, you know, it, it, it wasn't, I guess, maybe in social media time is a long time ago, but it wasn't all that long ago where, you know, most teams were, were only feeding to traditional media. So it would just be, to, you know, establish news stations. It would be just to, uh, you know, uh, newspaper outlets, they would just be putting their articles and their ads are only there. And then, uh, you know, they evolved to billboards and, you know, social media has just brought another avenue to to advertise, to promote your team. Uh, but it's also evolved in a way where so like 
you know, being popular in social media kind of integrates you into the, the social zeitgeist of what's cool and what's not, if that makes any sense. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's somewhere where the NFL has, has done so well for so long. Sorry, I just about knocked my mic over. Um, <laughs> you know, they've been able to see these new platforms, really take advantage of them. And, you know, they, they've connected to new audiences or uh, they've connected better to existing audiences. Uh, and, you know, that, that's a real opportunity that the, uh, I think, I think you know, the Elk specifically and the CFL as a whole uh, has to take. Um, you know, for us specifically, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll, just, I'll just go ahead and talk about TikTok because that's okay. such a hot topic. You know, in my last year in university, it seemed like everything somehow circled back around to TikTok. But, you know, this is another avenue where you're able to connect with a new fan base, not only in terms of the age, because it's not much of a mystery that, you know, the CFL as a whole is, is sort of missing out on that younger age group where the NFL, mm-hmm. they've, you know, they've taken those opportunities, they really capitalized on them. And now, you know, again, we're battling for the younger people's attention and away from the NFL. So back to TikTok, you know, if you look at the NFL, they've just done such a great job at utilizing TikTok. You know, they've, they've taken so many different approaches, you know, quality over quantity, quantity over quality. And, you know, they've been able to, to capture that attention that, you know, we've missed out on a little bit. So, uh, you know, at least in specific to the Elks, we did have a TikTok going, you know, between people coming and going, COVID changing things, staffing levels, all that sort of stuff. You know, that's somewhere we're looking to really take advantage of. And then hopefully, you know, that blows up. And then, you know, the Elks, not to say we're not cool now, we're very cool. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the Elks, More are cool. in, in, in terms of the, what am I trying to say here? In terms of being cool with the young kids, we can we can kind of recapture that again, you know? Um, so again, TikTok, I'm not I'm not gonna give you a date, but I'm gonna say returning soon. <laughs> okay. Oh, cool. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Um, so that those are areas that Exclusive. you know social media can really help out. You know, you you utilize these platforms and you reconnect with those audiences or you find new audiences. You know, the new the new way of serving out a lot of short form content is all algorithms. So you know, reels, TikToks, mm-hmm. YouTube shorts and all that, you know, these are ways to get your content out. If you can take advantage of these algorithms and understand how they work, how they serve that content, you can get back out to those audiences or, or capitalize on those audiences and bring those people into the CFL. And, you know, the, the goal is to materialize that in, in some sort of way, whether it's ticket sales or merch sales, whether that's subscription sales for TSN streaming services, or whether that's just brand awareness and eyeballs on the team. So I think that's sort of the, the role of social media in the, the most broad sense when it comes to sports. No, that, that's and, awesome. That's a really and I think it's also, too, if you're successful in expressing a certain personality across social media, which can be really hard to do. But I find what the teams that I follow in the, in the CFL, well, which is all of them, but some of them are successful because they can interact with fans and with other teams, but also have a really humorous side and poke fun at themselves, which I noticed on the Elks Twitter. It's like, we're going to get a home win in 2023. Like, right. It's like poking fun at yourself and not taking it too seriously. But at the same time, like being proud of who you are and expressing a personality, which is like you kind of you have to do that in social media to gain attention. Otherwise, you just fall flat and people get bored. Exactly. And I think you have huge credit to the Toronto Argos and that sort of stuff. I oh think my gosh, they're pretty yes. funny on Twitter. They're great they on Instagram. Are. I think yeah. one, so my sister is not as into football as we are. She did watch the Great Cup and she keeps loose track of the stamps. Uh, but one thing she caught on to a couple of years ago 
was the Argos posted a bunch of stuff about Pride Day and there were a bunch of, I'll say, I'll just say bluntly say they're ignorant comments. And they were like, oh, I'm going to unfollow this. And like the Argos were just replying like, good. Yeah. Or like, Felicia. And <laughs> yeah. It was, it was pretty funny how they responded to it. And I, you know, that, that was a good opportunity. And, you know, my sister saw it. If she saw it, how many other people are seeing it that aren't, you know, huge on the CFL or football in general? And then, you know, I love again, when I'm you guys have fun with it. It's so awesome yeah. when you have fun with it, right? Like even when you're, you have those videos of the guys and they're doing something fun and laughing together. I think that's a whole different connection. It's one of those, you know, you're talking about, it was all traditional media. I mean, we wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys on YouTube uh, 10 years ago, but now we are. And we're talking about how that interaction makes a difference and, and seeing the players and being able to connect to them. I think that's huge for the team. Yeah, and I think back to showing showcasing some of that personality, although the focus is always on the players, I think it's never a bad thing to have something like that behind a team account. You know, the, an example I can point to, and I feel like I'm just going to keep circling back around to TikTok, is uh, <laughs> Duolingo on TikTok. Sometimes their comments are so like unhinged. It's 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 pretty like I find it pretty funny, but it's it's almost like wow, I would get fired for that. Like there was one comment where I think whoever was running the Duolingo account at the time, like they like ominously threatened someone's family. It was like, oh, oh my god, like this is a language learning app. <laughs> Um, so I, I'm going to say Edmonton Elks, we're not going to do anything like that. Um, No, that's good. That's good. But you know, there, there's some personality to to showcase there. And uh, the other side of that too, is that it also helps your uh, account as well, because that's another way of showing that you're interactive or, or you're active on the app. Sorry. So if you're commenting on other teams, TikToks or random TikToks like that, uh, that can help your account as well. But you know, in two ways. One, your content is more likely to get served because it shows you're more active. But in another way, uh, you know, there, there's something funny to this page. You know, you'll say, ha, you know, comment is funny. I might check out their profile. And then hopefully they're sucked yeah. in by a few good thumbnails and just scroll through and be like, works on me. On this. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, the, and I'm going to have to shout out the Argos again on this. They had a pretty funny TikTok where uh, I, they posted something kind of poking some fun at Bo after the 2021 season promo where he called on the phone and said, yeah, oh yeah, Toronto, yeah, we're going to win. Um, and then I think someone commented something like, didn't you guys lose last year? And this was 2021. And they were replied like, no one played in 2020. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny, but actually, funny enough, the, the stamps video, if you go back and you watch that one, you actually see me in the background of it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, just by coincidence. I, did, uh, I was gonna be there and i knew bo was gonna be there because uh so mike i don't know if you guys know michael Klukas, but he played for the stamps mm-hmm. for a bit and had a season yeah. with the red blacks but he hit me up and just wanted me to film some of some of his roots and stuff so he could send that tape out to coaches and uh, get picked up and i'm not gonna say it was totally me but he did get signed <laughs> by the red blacks after that um but yeah he said bo was gonna come out and just throw some of the roots so well not not all heroes wear capes there brent yeah that's some of them are in the background with a car to get on that's perfect (laughs) that's the next marvel movie (laughs) (laughs) cardigan man lurking in the background yeah (laughs) so one thing i mean we all love a lot of the stuff that's been put out in the last little while especially from the team so when you plan uh, like a new bit of content what is the biggest challenge from start to finish to get it done well I mean, the, the ideas is actually a lot of the tough part because before you shoot, there's so much stuff that has to be figured out. 
So once you have the idea down, then the rest of it gets easy almost. So like almost you have to have like a format built out and then so you go through the meetings and you do the ideation and you're like, all right, this is going to work. And then the easy part is, you know, getting lighting, and setting up the cameras, pressing record. Yeah. And then if it all goes to plan, then it comes out exactly like you planned it. Nice. <laughs> is that the most rewarding part when it you have the finished product and it's like you thought? Uh, I definitely think so. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree to that for sure. Awesome. Oh, I don't know. My next question is kind of controversial, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with it. What player, maybe we'll, uh, players, we'll make it plural to make it a little less controversial, are the most fun to work with? I would say for the elk, from my experience, uh, uh, S.A. Marabre was great to work with. He was, he's always a funny guy. Um, we have a personal connection. I know him from Calgary, because of course. Uh, so SA was really great. Uh, our global kicker, Ryan Meskel, is yeah, he is fantastic awesome. in front of the camera. So he's fun. so good. Like I, so when, when I did some of the videos centered around Australia with him, I just, yeah. you know, we did the trivia one. I just gave him the questions and he just went with it. I didn't give him much for prompts or anything. <laughs> or the uh, Australian lingo one, same thing. I'm just like, hey, do you have some, do you have some slang words you want to throw out there? I found a few, but you go with it. Um, so Ryan Meskel is so good in front of the camera. Uh, AG is an absolute natural, you know, you don't have to give him much. You can say, Hey, here's the intro. Now just go with it. Uh, he's great to work with in front of the camera. Um, those are the ones I can just name off the top of my head that were, that were usually great. And actually, uh, Steven Nielsen was actually pretty good as well. I think oh. offensive linemen are almost a little bit underrated. I mean, a lot of them don't have the the best person the most personality. I'll say, <laughs> um, they're usually kind of quiet, reserved, don't do much with media, but I was kind of taking a risk here with Steve Nielsen because I wanted to do more with our global players. Right. And he, uh, he is, he's under, he's underrated. He's pretty funny. So we did uh, Danish trivia where he just went around and asked teammates questions uh, about Denmark and yeah. same What's thing. <laughs> yeah. Didn't have to give him much to go off of. And he was great with the whole thing. He was really good. He came to the bowling. Uh, I think it was last year. He was really funny. Yeah. He was, he's, he's funny dude. Uh, Richard, who do you like working with? I mean, Jamin Pelly is just like, yeah, he's fun. I mean, he's the best. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Jamin is so good. I mean, AG is, uh, um, there's nobody better than AG. You can always count on him. Um, yeah. It, pretty much everyone on the team was great to work with actually. Jamin ate a fistful of cold beans. Once. Yeah. <laughs> so we, what we were doing yeah. is that we were trying to put, uh, a better spin on the clear bag policy because we had to do some reminder videos just saying like hey this mm -hmm. is this is a thing um so we just didn't want to like we did it once where we just had adam konar like stand in front of the camera and read the script and it was very dull and it wasn't the greatest thing we've ever done uh but we we're trying to figure out a way like how you know how can we spice this up and still convey the information so essentially we just had Jamin, like I wrote a short script and he improvised a lot of it and he's just like i'll just see i'll eat the, i'll do it i'll eat the beans look Okay, so I got this can of beans for like a dollar from the stadium mart just down the road and came back with it and just sure enough, cracked it open and he just went right in, just dumped it in the bag, just grabbed it, like mashed in his mouth all over his beard and just gave a smile. I'm trying to understand the context of what that has to do with the clear bag policy. Because uh, the clear bag can fit your beans. 
Yeah, <laughs> clearly. Can, yeah, and you could see that they were only beans. Yeah, yeah. I I don't even remember where the idea came from. Someone just mentioned beans, and we just kind of rolled with it. And that was that I know, was, just like beans. <laughs> that was the entire thing. It was one of those things where like we just didn't really have an idea. There's there's not a lot of ways to convey this information in entertaining matters. We're <laughs> yeah. like, sure, fair, fair. let's do it. You know, I think it came out of like an ASMR thing. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh! Out of an ASMR thread that we were on previously, and then like you do, yeah. Oh my! Or like God. a mukbang, like <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's that's amazing. Uh, all right. Well, um, uh, I I know we want to get to some of this other information, but um, uh, Mike, was there a couple of fan questions in there that we just wanted to get hit up quickly before we get uh, too far into the other info? For sure. There's lots of great stuff in here, as usual. Um, let's just scroll all the way back. I think we've got some of our guests have been interacting with the, the crowd while we're uh, going. So this has been great. <laughs> yes, I saw uh, that. Other than the audio, everyone's really impressed with the sweet, smooth video. Mm. So that's always great. Um, sweet. Chris Thank Agar you. does like to remind people that red shirts have one purpose. It's for washing the car. It's <laughs> very helpful. Yes, yeah, my dino shirts are for warm up. There you go. <laughs> as long as we can't see them. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris also says that he had the opportunity to meet Richard at the annual dinner. He's a class act. So I think, Richard, you owe him 10 bucks now. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, that was a paid comment. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sir, Sir Hugo. Wow, he's been knighted. Um, says, uh, Jerry says that NFL films have been so important to their growth and. Uh, it's one of those things that I, that's always been my dream is that if I had all the money in the world, there'd be a CFL films and we'd have a lot more footage to work with for sure. And a lot more creators, which would be fantastic. Um, uh, what else we got here? Uh, TSN covering the games has to get better. That might be a bit of a controversial one. Ooh, that would be yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no comment. No. <laughs> They're a fantastic sponsor of the league. Um, so Coach Vic says, which team in the CFL besides the Elks has the funniest interactions on social media? Who's rocking it? I gotta go Argos. Go like, Argos that's just, uh, yeah, that's an easy one. They usually have pretty funny, snappy replies. For sure. I think I think I want to give a little bit. I, I know some people are not gonna like this, but I, I gotta I want to give some props to Winnipeg. They've had some really good uh <laughs> you know, gifts and memes and stuff. I'm like, Oh, that was, that was well done. Yeah. They, you know, so they, they, they're starting to get some game in that as well. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. They're back and forth with the bombers. Usually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, For they, sure. They have some fun. Um, Chris also suggested the Toronto and Montreal as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Montreal has a few in there for sure. Although I think, Gary Stern had a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that absolutely. Was, yeah. That was a fun game. Um, all right. Any others that you want to grab there, Superfan? Or uh, that's we... about it. Other than uh, Chris Agar mentioning that uh, Jamin Pelly will be entering the NFL draft this year, and good luck to him. Yes. Yeah. Good luck, and we hope you don't kind of yes make it not because we want you to be here. That's <laughs> kind of yeah. I want him to keep coming to tailgates. That was a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about some players and, and things that have been going on since we were last on the air. Um, so there was some releases. Um, offensive lineman 
global Steven Nielsen, which of course was probably because you made the video, Brent. Um, that's uh, we, we, <laughs> we just came back. Already, that's, already what it that. is. that's what it is. Uh, defensive back Deron Carter, defensive back Tristan Deku, uh, linebacker and friend of the podcast Brady Sheldon, and uh, offensive lineman and also friend of the podcast Tony Washington. Um, and we had to know there was going to be some changes and to get some other guys sure. in, they some other guys are going to move on so that uh, tough to see some of those guys go but you uh, you know that some of these changes are going to happen uh signings wise so um we have a new o-line coach in steven sorrells and so does saskatchewan correct neat it's like we've tradesies um but uh that's one way to one way to make that happen um now a couple of signings. No, there's a ton of signings, actually, but I just want yes. to go through names that we'll actually know. One that I think you guys will be excited about, uh, Ronald Ollie, who was yeah. on Last Ch Chance You, who is a super fun guy on the camera. Uh, I'm excited for you guys to be able to do stuff with him. Um, I think that might be kind of fun. Uh, defensive back uh, Luchez Purifoy joins from the BC Lions. Um, so do, are you guys all getting Pennywise masks or... To be determined depends on his okay. contract structure. Right. Oh, perfect. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, that's good to have that. Uh, big one, both literally and figuratively. Defensive lineman Jake Serezna is back. Um, Nathan is over the moon that wide receiver Manny Arsenault is back and he can get his uh, Manny Show T-shirt signed because every other piece of uh, Manny Arsenault equipment that he has is now signed. So now he has a new one. So thank goodness for that. Uh, running back Ante Litre, uh, defensive back Jamie Harry, wide receiver Danny Vandervoort. Yay. Yay, Mama Vandervoort. Yay, that's exciting. Uh, defensive back Ed Ganey, and of course, many, many others that we have yet to meet, but of course we will. Uh, training camp will be interesting. There'll be lots of new names again, uh, but less new names than last year, but still we're going to have a lot of new names. So when you guys get to training camp and you have these signings and all these new guys, um, do you guys kind of try to talk to everybody and then go, oh, this is the guy we got to film that with? Or is it just kind of like hit like right on the run or what do you find we try to get a sense of sort of who's who and who has what sort of personality because not everyone's going to be great or natural in front of a camera even when it comes to you know talking to the media never mind doing a video asking goofy questions so we just sort of get a sense of of you know who has the personality and you know one way i figured that out really quick is when i did some of those videos last year where i just chased guys around with a camera after practice and asked them the stupid question some of the responses we got that's sort of how i figured that out uh hernan also does a really good job at getting to know these guys and if you know we so we usually start off with the morning meeting and if i suggest like hey here's a video that i want to do uh you know all we already get suggestions of oh this guy will be great this guy would be great this guy's funny this guy x y and z so uh, okay. usually either find out for ourselves sometimes, but a lot of times it's, it's sort of a collaborative effort. Okay. Uh, can I put a plug in for Dylan Mitchell? Cause God, that guy was so nice. Holy man. Yeah. I, after practice just runs over, sits in the stands, chats with us. Like he was, yeah. What a, what a great dude. I need, and, and a good receiver. So you know, plug him up. Yeah. I like that. Um, any of those, uh, names specifically super fan that really stood out to you? Uh, well, I mean, you can never go wrong with getting Jake Serezna back. Absolutely. Um, I mean, he was our, our big all-star from the last season and uh, he's just a beast in the middle. So, uh, I mean, it's the obvious choice, but it's really hard to go uh, wrong with that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Commissioner. 
Su- sorry, did you say surprise or? No, like which is a- one that, you, that stood out to you that you were excited about? Oh, well, Manny, of course. Yeah. Because yeah. he's just so lovely. Yeah, he is. He's awesome. Yeah. And he must be reasonably good for you guys, too. Yeah, he's huge. He's yeah. really good on, on everything. Um, yeah, I think maybe we didn't mention him earlier when we were asked who was good to work with, but Manny was just an all-star. Yeah, he is that. Yeah, on er- in every sense of the word. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. It is the Manny show. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, all right, super fan. Um, are you ready to do a quick hoard and tell before we uh, talk schedule and things? Yeah, I could do that. All um, right, here we it's go. been three months, so there's been a few different things. So I'm going to just try and narrow it down to one category here. Um, <laughs> so, um, lots and lots of paper things exist for CFL stuff. I've done programs, I've done trading cards, I've done schedules and things like that. Um, One thing that uh, certainly used to be done every year, we still do the annual dinner, but before that they would have a banquet at the end of the season Mm -hmm. and the players would all come. Um, And I've got a few items that are kind of, I thought, cool. Here's one right here. Oh, wow. So this is the 1954. It is just right after we won our first Grey Cup, and that is signed by the whole team. There's a couple of signatures on the back. Um, but it'll have things on here like the the menu, the program was in there. Oh, wow. But let's be perfectly honest. The important part is all of those signatures. So you've got Jackie Parker, Normie Kwong, Roly Miles, Johnny Oof. Bright, all the stars. Um, and the same time I got that, I got one that I've been kind of um, dreaming of but never got a chance to get. Um, maybe not as famous names, but I think just as important. Uh, this is from the very first season of the club. Oh, this is wow. the 1949 club. Um, and inside, all of the signatures there. Holy cow. That's amazing. And for those people that are of a certain vintage, uh, old, um, <laughs> that name right here. I don't know if you can make oh, that out. Pete Lougheed. Yes. Some guy named Peter Lougheed. I'm never sure whatever happened to that guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. I think so. And he might have been premier for like 20 years. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. So like I said, same kind of stuff on the inside. There's the stuff that's been going on for that year. But this was the very first season. So finding anything signed by the entire team uh, is pretty tough to find. Uh, for people that are wrestling fans, there are some good wrestlers in there, like Gene Kaniski and things like that. So, Ooh. yeah. Wow, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Thank you, Superfan. I, uh, sure. I I love those. I love it. And it's been yeah. too long since we had Horde and Tell. It's exciting. Yeah, it's been a while. I've, I Like I said, i got a big stack of stuff all piled up here. So Yeah, I bet. Uh, all right, let's talk some schedule. Um, schedule came out. Uh, preseason starts with a Monday game in Calgary. You're welcome, Brent. Uh, it's at two in the afternoon on the Monday of the May long weekend. Um, are we thinking like TD field trip? Might be. Mm, might have it's a two to. o'clock start. So it's a good start time. I, right. Good start time. We can go Better down back in the same day. Right. Exactly. <laughs> be perfect. I, I, I don't know. I think this is pretty exciting. Um, I like tailgating. That's good. Tailgating is exciting, um, but uh, I think that could be a fun one. Um, now, the first home game, or um, wait, I didn't do that right. The first home win, there guaranteed is. win, as it so turns out, uh, is Sunday, June the 11th, 5 o'clock start against Saskatchewan. Um, That's a win. It will be a win. Uh, yeah, oh, 
Richard just calling it right there. I, I, I was, that's, I think that's the, the, I think that's the most confident I've heard you, Richard. That's amazing. That was that good. Is a bold prediction. I love it. I oh, love yeah. it. I love it. Um, guys have, I know you can't tell us a whole lot, but I'm sure you're working on big things for the season opener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right now, what I can say at least is that, you know, we're already back to work, working on a lot of different assets and things for not only the home opener, but games throughout the season. And we're hoping that this year we can elevate the experience even more, you know, behind the scenes, there's lots of stuff happening with just what happens in game. There's discussions happening, you know, just about every day in a, a higher level stuff. I'm not usually involved with cause I just point cameras and stuff. Um, but it's, it's sort of nice that this year we're, we have a whole team that's going to be yep. together throughout the off season. Whereas last year, you know, we had, there's Richard and there's one graphic designer and there was a, uh, uh, what was her title again? We had a social media coordinator for a little bit, uh, right. you know, didn't end up working out for, for other reasons. Um, so we didn't have a social media coordinator for a while to start the season. It was just sort of done by committee. Um, and then as we got closer to the season, I started, I think, just yeah. after rookie camp, a day or yeah. two into mm-hmm. main camp. Uh, we had another graphic designer who was hired, I want to say, a couple weeks later, three, maybe a month later after me. Um, so we didn't have a whole team together to do a lot of this and brainstorm ideas. And uh, we do also have a uh, full-time, I don't, her title's not social media coordinator anymore, but she does a lot mm-hmm. of socials and other stuff. But yeah. uh, Jill Maher we have, and she's super creative, comes up with a lot of really great ideas for us to execute on. So, you know, we have a full team that's going to be together leading into this next season. And, you know, I can say, you know, good things are definitely on the horizon. And it's just, you know, a matter of, of continuing to work and work as a team on that sort of stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. That's exciting. I really think that that is a pretty huge element. I'm very excited about that. Um, just because instead of having people um, coming in and out and also kind of just understanding their jobs, and even this goes for me too, like doing things differently this year that were done differently last year. Like in the middle of the season, we were like, well, we want to start doing press conferences differently okay right in the middle right in the middle of the season and then you're like all right well now we have to build out an entirely new system for doing this while we're doing everything else as well so yeah it'll be a big deal having everyone together right from the start oh yeah the elks herd asked very early early on about the contrast between uh you know 2020 21 and the 22 marketing campaigns and you know i can't answer a lot of those questions because a lot of the marketing stuff is just sort of beyond my job description and title you know there are a lot of things i can suggest and execute on and do but ultimately the whole umbrella of marketing is you know i'm somewhere down here the umbrella starts here i'm just sort of holding, <laughs> holding on to the handle down here um but i i one thing i can say at least is looking from the inside you know we we have we have a team at least in terms of our comms team <laughs> is together and consistent um so we're together and, you know, we're sharing ideas, working collaboratively, and we don't have one guy that's trying to do eight different roles. I mean, we do a lot more than our counterparts would in the NFL. You know, someone like me, they probably wouldn't do a whole lot of photo or they probably wouldn't do much socials or anything like that. But 
such as the life in the CFL, when our teams aren't worth billions of dollars, it just happens. You can't hire, you know, For eight now. people. If you could hire <laughs> two, three people <laughs> well to kind of tackle those jobs and there's some overlap and all that, you know, that's great. That's, that's what I'm here for. Um, but I can say we finally have a bit more manpower to do a lot of these things so people can focus on their objectives, their goals, what they want to do. Um, so I can say that's it. And, uh, I, I, right now our, I don't know about our communications team specifically, but in terms of the number of employees at the Elks, I think it's the largest it's ever been. And that, that's one thing I think Victor has just come in, kind of kicked in the door on and, and done a great job, you know, rather than trying to stretch resources thin, mm-hmm. we have the resources to do a lot more than I think was previously possible, you know, and, and this is my retrospective, you know, obviously I wasn't around before to get the full picture of everything, but just in terms of talking with Richard and Evan and all that, I'm sort of getting the idea of like, you know, I, I can, I can see why certain things might not have happened. Why things fell apart is because there just wasn't a lot of resources to do it. You know, it, it, in another world, you know, Richard could be working for the Elks, but he would be doing everything, you know, he'd be just doing everything for, you know, in-game assets from cool videos on the board to all the different ads that come up on the mid-bowl LEDs or the ones on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. He'd be trying to make social media videos. He'd be trying to do practice photos. He'd be trying to, you know, run social as well. And so that's what I can wow. praise Victor for a lot as well is that, you know, he just kind of took a look around and said, like, what's going on? And, you know, <laughs> made sure he built out a team of people that are, are qualified, of people that can do a great job, people that have a diverse skill set. But then also hiring people that, you know, they, they have their main job and that's their main focus. And that's what they're great at, but they're able to, to kind of do other things. So, yeah. I'm, Thanks, I'm, Victor. I'm quite now I have a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, I'm quite certain I would not still be with the team if Victor didn't come forward. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's uh, the one thing that we, we heard a lot even last year was that, uh, Victor has high expectations, but he empowers his people and make it happen. If you can make it happen, then great. So um, that's 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 what we like to hear. And I mean, he's great to talk to us too. It's a lot of fun. So we'll we'll see how that uh, that's got to be coming soon. Don't worry, we're still working on it. Everybody that's listening, we're working on it. But yeah, we'll get Victor again. Um, all right. So now for the rest of the season here or the rest of the schedule i'm just going to pull that up again there we go uh so we have two thursdays one friday four saturdays and three sundays uh almost all the games are at 5 p.m uh with two of them at 7 p.m one at 7 30 and one at 2 p.m um mike i know you and i have talked about this before that's a little more family friendly especially with the five o'clock start times instead of the seven and eight o'clock start times Hundred percent. When we have those seven and eight thirty start times, especially when they were on like a Thursday, uh, oh, yeah. that's really tough for those of us that have young children that are trying to get to games because um, the the people that are in maybe that twenty to thirty demographic that everyone wants to get, uh, if you can get them early and get them when they're 10, 12, 14 years old, they can really fall in love with the team, and it's probably an easier get to get those people there. So. Um, having the ability to bring my now 11 year old to the game and not having to worry about him being a complete zombie or a little cranky uh, on the way home is definitely a huge thing for us. Um, I mean, we were going to take him anyway, but we'll just, we don't have to, you know, NyQuil him on the way home. So that's kind of (laughs) nice. Well, that's okay. Almost the exact same comments for the 15 year old. I get it. Like you just never, 
Like, yeah, but that's all the time with a 15 year old. Let's it's fair. Yeah. You just never know what you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Here, have some more chocolate, son, because you're really, yeah, you need a Snickers. Yeah. Um, or as Coach Vic is just saying, you know, for those, like, he lives in, you know, Sylvan. So that's right. a bit of a long drive after the game. So being able to get uh, out of the game at eight o'clock at night makes it a little easier to drive home. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. No, I'm excited for that. Um, now we get Calgary only twice. Yeah. Uh, just the Labor Day week games. Um, other than that, we don't see Calgary again. Uh, the Labor Day game goes to 5 p.m., which is a little bit of a change. I, I get yeah. that they want to have the stability on the times um, so that there's a little more, hey, if I go at this point, there'll be a CFL game on. Um, I, I, I get that, but it might be a little harder for travel for some of us for that one, being that it's always in Calgary. Yeah. Um the Elks do not play in Montreal this year, uh, but we do see all four of the East teams coming into Commonwealth. So that's right. a, a little bit of a difference. Uh, and then this one, and I, I want to get everyone's opinion on this one, but the playoff games now going to Saturdays other than the Grey Cup, which of course stays on Sunday because Saturday is like the giant party day. Um, wh what did you guys think of that? Um, let's start with uh, you, Richard, and then we'll come around the horn. Um, can you re restate just quickly? Just that that the playoff games are on Saturdays, and then the 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 Grey Cup going to sing on Sunday. But what do you think of those playoff games on Saturdays? Yeah, I'm looking forward to taking video of them. Had a boy. Actually, only the second one because we're we're going to be hosting the West Final anyway. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Brent, what do you think? I think it's uh, it's a positive change. You know, it was tradition for the longest time to host them on Sundays, and you know, I think the there there's at some point you got to kind of break tradition and say will like you know, does this work would this work better is there an option for us to do things differently and and observe if this succeeds so a lot of fans had been asking and saying on twitter and all of our socials and just straight up asked randy ambrosi at the state of the league he said hey you know why are we trying to compete with the nfl on sundays at these times once we get into playoffs and you know i guess the thought process for this was like yeah why are we <laughs> um <laughs> So I think it's it's a positive change, and I hope that it's going to you know lead to more viewership on TV, more uh, more people attending the games. Because back to what we were saying earlier about competing for attention, we are competing for attention, and you know there's a lot of people that are maybe on the more casual end of the fan spectrum that, despite it being a playoff game with higher stakes, they might say, "No, I'm going to stay home and watch this playoff game," or they might tune into that NFL playoff game instead of the CFL. So. I'm definitely interested to see how it does uh, in terms of viewership and in terms of attendance. Uh, you know, I think there, there's an instance earlier this year where a game was pushed back to a Sunday. I think it was that Ryder. It was the Ryder's game. Ryder's Toronto. I think it was for the COVID. Yeah. 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 And then the, uh, you know, the, if I recall correctly, the viewership was significantly higher for that game or it was, you know, percentage wise, it was a lot higher than it was expected mm -hmm. to perform. Um, so, you know, I think that was an instance of, Hey, you know what? Could, could this work in the future? So, uh, you know, I'll be interested to see how Saturday great uh, or how Saturday playoff games do and then see, you know, what the Grey Cup is going to look like still on a Sunday. You know, year after year, they're still putting up good ratings for it. It's routinely the if, uh, one of the, if not the biggest sporting event in Canada every single year it happens. So, you know, I'm inter interested to see how it's going to go. And, you know, at least I get another day off before I'm back to work. <laughs> uh commissioner what do you think of the saturday playoffs oh for me it matters not i will be there okay perfect i, I but as long as great cup st stays on sunday that's my only oh yes 
Yeah, because yeah. I think it, that's the party. Party. Right? It, yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday game. You right? can't break up that party, man. You can't right. do it. Yeah, you need to be stumbling into the Grey Cup game on Sunday to make it a proper Grey Cup weekend. Uh, super fan, you remember when uh, games, playoff games were on Saturday before? So yeah, uh, well. yeah. So uh, I'm, I, I, but I'm curious what you think of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to quite go back that far to the 60s when they were all on Saturday. I mean, Brent talked about breaking tradition. That was the tradition that, that playoff games were on Saturdays. Uh, in fact, the Great Cup was on Saturdays just in case they needed to push it back a day uh, like they did in the Fog Bowl in 62. They had to have it on two different days because they canceled the game halfway through. Um, I, I think the fact that we're not competing with the NFL when it's at full steam is a lot better for our league. Um, some people are saying you're competing with, you know, Hockey Night in Canada at that point, but that's sort of near, not quite the beginning of the of the season, which is usually early October. Um, so I think it's not going to quite be as, as tough for us. Um, but I mean, they have to give it a try. Like they've got to try something. If they don't try anything at all, you know, it's like we, we've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. It doesn't really work. <laughs> when you're trying to get more eyes on your product. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to make a difference to me. I'll I'll watch it Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, whatever. So right. if that can get more casual fans watching, hey, I'm all for it. Yeah. Well, I, even in Edmonton, like it's regardless when it enters a certain time frame, you're always competing with hockey. Mm-hmm. Always. Right. It doesn't matter yeah. the day. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 How many times is the, the game on Kissin instead of 630 Ched because there's right. a waiter game. Um, but uh I actually like it because there's a chance that you're more likely to travel to the game. If, sure. if let's, I mean, I know we're going to be hosting the West final, but if right. something goes wrong, but and other we're people not can travel here, the West final, then we could travel to watch the team play in the playoff game and still come home on Sunday and be ready for work on Monday. So I, 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 I really, I think there's lots of good, Maybe not ready for work. I understand, Mike. But uh, I heard the laugh. That was good. Uh, but uh, I won't have a voice still. We all know how that works. But still, I, I, I do like the idea behind having that uh, the mm-hmm. other, the extra day. So, um, okay, quickly before we get in, uh, finish off, and then hit to overtime, um, free agency. Uh, we want to talk about it a little bit here because it opens on February the 14th, uh, which I thought is great. It's the day you tell all the players that you love them by giving them a good contract. Um, here is our prop bet for this week. What is the over under, uh, on teams, um, or how many minutes after it'll be, I guess be 10 AM, uh, our time. How many minutes after do we see the, I choo choo choose you <laughs> meme before they pick somebody up? I am going to go with the, uh, over under at 14 and a half minutes. Uh, Richard, what do you think? Ooh. I'm wondering how widely viewed that meme is right now if we run the numbers and it's bad then we won't probably be using it (laughs) i'm not even i'm not even specifically talking about us but across the league oh probably um yeah i give it two and a half minutes oh so you're gonna go under okay brent I mean, is the, is the usage of this, what, what's what's the context? Do you think they're going to use it and tweet it at the player they just signed? Are they going to... I think they're going to the put it out saying, it? yes, they chose this player and here's the announcing a player signing. That's what I think they're going to use it for. First signing. I'm going to go yeah. with two minutes as well. And my theory <laughs> is that some of the comms teams are going to know ahead of time because of the new legal tampering window. They're going to yes. know 
Who's get her face yeah. to sign and they're gonna have it ready to go yeah. so the minute the minute free agency opens they announce they sign the contract boom alt or control enter boom tweet it done <laughs> it's gonna happen within two minutes they're okay. gonna have it ready it's gonna be sitting in twitter they're just waiting to hit tweet and as okay. soon as they get the word from football ops boom tweet. okay with two minutes within two minutes okay so we got two unders commissioner what do you got under okay super fan oh, yeah Oh yeah! Thanks to Ed Hervey, we are definitely going to be seeing it under okay. um, that legalized tampering, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. The fact that you can have this basically wrapped up and all you have to do is fax it to CFL headquarters. Yeah, way under. Okay, you should have said I'm, how many teams, like over under, yeah. how many teams are going to tweet that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna. I'm, here's my here's my theory though. I'm gonna go oh. over. And and the reason that I'm gonna go over is because everyone's gonna assume that that'll be the first um meme and so they're gonna have a different meme loaded for the oh. first guy and they're gonna use that one for the second one so i'm gonna go over we'll see how that goes um so the, now, uh, yeah. yeah the ed hervey tampering period opens up on uh, february 7th um elks have 13 players still that are listed as possibly going to free agency i know we're a couple of weeks ahead of the time here but uh that list does include kenny lawler darrell walker uh mac henry Toby Antigua, and previously mentioned S.A. Marabare. Um, is there a guy there other than Lawler? Because I know we all are like, come on, Kenny Lawler's the top pick, right? Um, but is there another guy in that list that is like, oh, we really need to make sure we get that guy back? Super fan, I'll start with you this time. Uh, well, if we are going to be keeping that defensive tackle spot, a, a non-import or national spot or whatever you want to call it, then uh, two of those guys, Mac Henry and Asim Robbery, are, are both Canadians at defensive tackle. So I'd like to see one of those. I, I'm very partial to uh, Marabare. I think he's um, he's very talented, but he's also just a great guy. Uh, anytime yeah. we've any interaction with him, any teams be great on social. So keeping him in green and gold, I think would be great. Okay, Commissioner? Honestly, I don't have an opinion. Okay. All right, then. Fine. Be that way. Fine. Be, just be or it might be a little controversial. So I will. Oh. <laughs> What's, wait a second. Go with controversial. What's going on? What are you talking about? I, I personally, I don't know if it's just because, like, the injury, but Lawler, I could kind of see, like, actually not. Oh, interesting. Personally, I okay. think we have some up-and-coming receivers that may benefit in the long run. Okay. All right. So that's fair. That's my controversy. Oh, All right. that's fair. I, you're just excited because Vernon Adams is starting in BC now. That's I, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, happy it's a video podcast. Okay, uh, Richard and Brent. I don't know if you guys are allowed to comment on those ones. Um, <laughs> a very good idea for us to say nothing. That's kind of right. Plead the fifth. I'm gonna just say that BC is already taken in terms of staff video staff there was a guy working um for chris jones in the video department all the way through the year and bc bc hired him as a social coordinator um, so bc has already cleaned us out free agents <laughs> excellent all right well that's fair that's fair um I don't know if you guys have looked at the lists across the league. And again, I know Richard and Brent, you probably can't really comment, but um, <laughs> commissioner, have you looked across the league? Is there other, like there's other names that are going to be out there like Janarian Grant, Darnell Sankey, Shane Ray, Justin Lawrence, Jagera David. I mean, we might as well get Jagera Davis. We uh, guarantee it's a breakup. 
yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the that's the one you want to pick, right? Um, but have you looked at the rest of the list? Is there a name that pops out to you that you're like, oh, I'd like to have that? No, I haven't. I've just seen like signings and who's starting, and I saw like Mazzoli got re-signed mm-hmm. onto the Red Blacks, and then like, Vernon Adams and Nathan's going to obviously training camp or workout with. Oh, the, Nathan uh, works. Yeah, yeah, Jaguars. Yeah, Jags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So honestly, no, I haven't. I've been so out of touch since the season ended. Honestly, <laughs> that's fair. I, I'm, I'm not even like checking Twitter lately. So. All right. Okay. Uh, well, Superfan, your later. pick was Jagirin? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been in right. six consecutive Grey Cups. I think that'd be kind of, he'd be kind of obvious. It's like, well, let's bring him on to our team then. Yeah. We'd like to go to the Grey Cup. Wouldn't we? Yeah. Um, uh, okay. My, uh, my pick, I don't think he'll still be available by the time comes, but I would say Janarian Grant because, oh, my goodness, that guy's fast. I would like to see that blazing down Commonwealth Field. Thank you very much. I'll take it. Um, so, uh, it, it, there's going to be, yeah, it's going to be lots of fun. And our show will be on February the 21st, uh, where we will talk about all of the signings and maybe have one of those signings join us. Just never know how this is going to work. Uh, well guys, thank you so much for joining us for the podcast. Um, if you want to stick around for overtime, we'll get to overtime here in just a moment. Um, but first tell everybody where they can find you on socials and where they can interact with you guys and see all of the amazing work that you're doing. So let's start with you, Richard. Um, my first and number one social media contact is, um, Edmonton Elks at go Elks on YouTube. Nice. So everybody watching this needs to go and subscribe to the Edmonton Elks on YouTube. Yes, they do. Yes, absolutely. And and then the number two contact would probably be um, at Lemon Spread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you need to get in contact with Richard, just come to me first. <laughs> it's good you've got an agent. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. All right, Brent. Where does everybody find you? Wait. Yeah, where does everybody find you? No. Well, I, I guess I'm the agent, so you got to come to me. You got to come to me to come to me, and you got to come to me to go to Richard. Okay. Uh, so, right. Hey, just look if you just search Lemon Spread on just about any platform, you'll find me. Okay. And uh, Richard. That, yeah, that, and Richard. That's good. Yeah. Good. It, I, I look forward to you changing your bio to say Brent and Richard. That's important so that we know that we can get a hold of either of you. That's awesome. Yeah. Alex Digital uh, Media Coin Air, Richard's manager. <laughs> <laughs> we have to talk to Evan about uh, an adjustment to the pay scale for this. Just that's that's right. Right. <laughs> 15%. Uh, sounds fair. Yeah, no, 200% increase. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only. Wow. Uh, all right. Commissioner, everybody, where does everybody find you? Uh, on Twitter at Duchess Lombardi, uh, relatively soon ish. Okay. I'm taking a little break right now, but we'll be back. All right. I mean, I'll be back. I'm not a wee. Okay. Okay. Royal we. Royal. Yeah. Yeah. Super fan. Uh, you can find me at uh, pretty much on all socials at 56 Parkies. And then you can find the history and horde segments at uh, EDM H I S T O R double E. Oh, there's the song. Gotta love it. Uh, and uh, you can find us, of course, at the Turf District and me at Free Delicious. Um, join in in all the huddles on the Turf District everywhere. That's where. You will find us. Uh, although, I'm sorry, Brent, not TikTok. Maybe yet. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's I'll coming. Speak. It's May- too old. Maybe. Come on, guys. I don't know. No. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk to Richard's agent and see if he can come help me with the TikTok. There you go. Because yeah. <laughs> I can't. Everybody, go follow at Lemon Spread. 
There you go. That's perfect. Yeah. See, wait, that is, no turf district. That's what you're supposed to, what's going on, Richard. Do we, it's contacting me to get the turf too. district. It's just how it works now. That's okay. yeah. Perfect. Um, also, uh, again, I want to say thank you to the Alberta podcast network and follow all the great shows there at albertapodcastnetwork.com. That's the last thing. Well, that, I just had to throw one back in there. Um, also, make sure you are following all of our friends at Pay It Forward with Football, um, doing great things to uh, pass on uh, lots of good kindness through the game of football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I said before, uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram uh, at the Turf District. Um, if you're on YouTube, live stick around because we're going to have overtime right away uh lots of good chatting and uh, interacting with all of you great fans that are joining us back again otherwise we will be back like i said on february 21st to recap free agency um so for brent richard commissioner kayla and super fan mike i'm andrew remember you can't catch footballs with your face and we will absolutely see you in well a few weeks or in a couple of weeks Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.